the Love Life Church podcast and thank you for checking us out. We love God, love people, and love life, and we hope this message encourages you and inspires you. Here's today's message. All right, guys, we are on part three of Fruit Speaks for Itself. I am so excited for this word. I believe that God picks the right word for the right time, but we just need to prepare our hearts. We need to prepare our hearts to be good ground to receive whatever it is that God has for us tonight. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much for the word tonight. Holy Spirit, have your way in and through the hearts of the people. Holy Spirit, have your way in and through me. Let your word come out just as you want it. We thank you so much that we're going to produce a harvest of much fruit, much fruit in every area. In Jesus' name, everybody agreed, said, amen, amen, amen. All right, we're going to jump right in. Jesus said in John 15, 5, I am the vine, you are the branches. Those who remain in me, who live in me, who abide in me, and I in them will produce much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. We will produce much fruit. Not might, not kind of, not sort of, but we will produce not a little, not nada, not nothing, but we will produce much fruit, right? Less is more, but I like more is more. I want some more on more on more, amen, right? Much fruit. Paul said in Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. We're like, yeah, I can do all things. I can produce much fruit, amen. But we need to remember that it's only in Christ Jesus. We can do nothing apart from him. And that's why we have to learn who we are in Christ. Our new creation is everything. Because without that understanding of who we are in Christ, we are nothing and can do nothing apart from him. But we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. It's in him, right? Without a relationship with Jesus, we can do nothing that produces lasting fruit. Because you're like, yeah, Miss Sasha, you're talking about that, but I've done something. Yeah, you've done something without Jesus, but you can do nothing that produces lasting fruit, lasting maturity. Right? You're like, woo, bam, high, lows, right? We need lasting change. You know what? So many people are trying to change habits. They're trying to change things in their lives, right? I'm not going to repeat this, the things my parents did. I'm not going to repeat this. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to stop this habit. I'm going to stop this habit. And all you keep thinking about is that habit, right? You're not producing lasting change until you tap into your spirit self, until you tap into your spirit man. And your spirit man comes alive in you, goes through renewing your mind, right? Your soul, your your will, your intellect, and it produces outside of your body. You start living heaven on earth. You start experiencing love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, gentleness, faith. We start producing all of these things, right, in Christ Jesus. This is why we show up to grow up. This is why we come to learn. We come to learn 
our new self. We come to learn and grow so that we could have a lasting reward, right? So that we could have lasting prosperity, not with all the highs and lows of the economy, but we got lasting prosperity in the kingdom of God. Why? Because we understand kingdom of God means God's way of doing things. So we come and renew our mind to God's way of doing things so that we could have lasting prosperity, right? Lasting generosity, lasting legacy. Y'all ready for some lasting? Come on, you want, la- you want to go the long haul? Talk about some perseverance. We're going to make it through the long haul in our relationships, with our fitness goals. Come on, with our financial goals. Perseverance. We got to persevere through. We got to persevere. This is the abundant life that Jesus died on the cross for. He died on the cross for us to live in this abundant life, for every single one of us. And when we miss out on God's best, we're missing out on what Jesus went to the cross for. When we try to pay for it ourselves, when we try to do our own penance or whatever you want to call it, whoo, spirit's alive when the lights are flashing, right? <laughs> no, there's just a little glitch in the system. It's okay. It's not the spirit. It's a lie. It's a joke, okay? But we start having some lasting change, some lasting prosperity. And you know what? We're not going to belittle the cross, but we're going we're gonna to walk in every single thing that Jesus paid on the cross for, right? We're going to walk in that new abundant life, living a life full of much fruit. What does that mean? What does fruit mean? You know what? We're going to talk today about the fruit of the spirit, and we're going to talk about the fruit of the flesh so that we can step back and observe and look at the difference And then we can observe the fruit of our life. You know what? There's no guilt. There's no condemnation. God will not condemn you. But you know what will? Your fruit will. (laughs) Your fruit speaks for itself, right? Living that abundant life. Who's ready to live in that abundant life? Walking in the authority of Jesus. You walk into a room and you walk with authority. You're not in fear. You walk into an interview and you walk with authority. You're not afraid. You walk in with new clients or a boss or a new situation. Come on, you took on a new promotion. There's new levels. There's new growth. You're in a new relationship. There's all kinds. You got a new teacher. There's a, you're in a new grade. There's so much new that is always happening in our life. How many of you guys ready to walk in the secure? that you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. So then that means that you're walking in his authority, not in your own. It's not by your own strength. It's not by your own intelligence. It's not by your own power. It's not by your own mind, but it's by the Lord. Amen? Amen. Walking in his wisdom, walking with Jesus and doing nothing apart from him. If you want to do nothing apart from him, you got to invite him in. You need to invite him into every situation of your life. You need to invite him into those financial goals. You need to invite him into that financial mess. You need to invite him into those relationship goals, or you need to invite him into that relationship mess. You need to invite him into your parenting. You need to invite him into your schoolwork. You need to invite him to your, you need to invite God into your social media, okay? You need to invite God into your web browser. When you be to browsing, invite the Lord in because he's already there. He's already with you. 
but you need to invite him. There needs to be some accountability, right? Because everybody's at home, not everybody, but a lot of people are working from home. We got school from home. Some of you got double browsers on. What are you looking at? <laughs> invite the Lord in for some accountability or invite your parents because you're going to check your web browser anyways. We all get found out. Come on. Walk with Jesus and do nothing apart from him. But God's a gentleman. He needs, he knocks, but you got to open the door and let him in. He stands at the door and knocks, but you got to let him into your heart. You got to let him into your life. You got to let him into your situation. You got to let him in, right? Walk in the spirit. Paul said in Galatians 5, 16, I say then walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lusts of the flesh. So this means that we're all going to be like ghosts and we're just going to walk in the spirit. And it's going to be so cool. No, that's a lie. Because that's what we assume and that's what we think. Like walk in the spirit. Does that mean I'm going to walk through doors? Like what's up? How's it going? No, you're going to hit the wall. You're going to hit the door. You're going to face plan it. It ain't going to happen. Okay. Remember, you are a spirit. You have a soul. But you live in a body. <laughs> Your body ain't going through that door unless it's open, okay? Just a little, throwing it out there. Walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You know that lust just means desire? The desire of the flesh. We all think, we always think lust is nasty. Ooh, that nasty word. It's just desire. You're, not gonna, you're, you're walking in the spirit, then you're going to produce the fruit of the spirit, Walking in the flesh, then you're going to produce the fruit of the flesh. They both have fruit that you have to eat, af eat of in your life, right? There's consequences. God won't condemn you, but your life will. <laughs> the same. When you receive Jesus as the Lord of your life, you become a new creation. You become a new creation that can produce new fruit, right, from your new life, Paul said in 2 Corinthians 5.17, Therefore, if anyone, look at your neighbor and say, anyone. That includes you. Yeah, you, even you. That includes all of us. Anyone is anyone. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that is grafted in, joined to him by faith, in him salvation. Do you guys know that receiving Jesus is not just a prayer? Like, let's clear that up. Receiving Jesus is not just raising your hand at VBS or in here. Receiving Jesus is not just filling out your name and getting a packet. Receiving Jesus is believing in him by faith. Receiving his work at the cross by faith. And you believe in your heart and that's where that new creation happens is in your spirit man. Your spirit man becomes identical with Jesus, right? But you know your body didn't. Your flesh didn't. He is a new creation, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition have passed away. Behold, new things have come because spiritual awakening brings a new life. Receiving Jesus, you have a spiritual awakening bringing new life. And you know what? It's time to start producing fruit from that new life. How many are ready to produce fruit from that new life, right? What does, where does this new life take place? 
Because some of us want to know, right? Because when I received Jesus, it felt like everything stayed the same. Like, whoa, I received Jesus. Yeah, I received Jesus. I received Jesus personally when I had to be about four years old. I was so hungry for God. I received Jesus, but I was raised very religious. So I, I, I didn't know anything. I received Jesus pretty much every single night. I received Jesus, and I thought if I missed one sin, I was not going to heaven. And I was like trying to rack my brain from all the sins that I did that day because, whoo, we all know it was many. And trying to, but then you fall asleep and you forgot one, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, I'm not saved. So you wake up, you try to get saved again because you fell asleep. Oh, Lord, I fell asleep. Is that a sin? It's just ridiculous. It's so ridiculous how religion puts you in bondage, right? You're like, I was just freed from slavery. Now you a slave to religion? Nah, not us. We've been set free here. So nothing, it didn't, it didn't happen in my body. My body was the same. My thoughts were the same. My relationships were the same. My education was the same. My understanding was the same. So what became new here at Love Life, we know what became new. My spirit became new. My spirit became born again, right? My spirit became a brand new creation. My spirit, your spirit became new. Your spirit became born again. When you receive Jesus, right, it's by faith. You believe in your heart. You confess with your mouth. It's all by faith faith, right? Your spirit became a new creation and your spirit became instantly transformed. Don't we wish it was the same for the body and the soul, right? Woo. Your spirit underwent an instant and complete, fully whole transformation, but your body and your soul, they were impacted by salvation but their change was not total and it was not complete. This is why the body stayed the same. Your crazy thoughts stayed the same. But sometimes they're like, yeah, when you receive Jesus, your life is going to be new. And like you walk out, you get in the car, you drive home, you put the same radio station on. You're like, I don't, nothing's new. <laughs> why? Because you can't feel the spirit. You can't touch the spirit. But you believe by faith. You believe by faith, right? So you're, you are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. Your spirit is the real you. That's why it's like there's so much more to life. There has to be so much more to life. There's so much more to us than animals. There's so much more than us to all these other things, right? We're spirit beings. Your soul is your mind, your will, your emotions, your personality, your consciousness, that's your soul, right? You are a spirit. That's the new creation. Your body is your physical suit here on this earth, right? You have to have an astronaut suit to go to Mars. How many of y'all uh, want to go to Mars on that, that one? It's tonight? The drawing? Oh, okay. You can see Mars tonight. Um, no, what, what was the, boys go to Jupiter to get more stupider, and girls go to Mars to eat more candy bars. Okay, I think I just aged myself, because that's a really old little, <laughs> from the 80s or something. 
but nobody's going to tell anybody, okay? We're going to just delete that. No, your, your, your body is your physical suit that you need here on this earth. How many know without the body, it dies in a car accident or whatever, you're gone. There's no life left in that body. And instantly you realize it's just a suit. It's just a suit without the spirit and the soul, right? Right? So when you receive Jesus, our spirit is identical to his spirit. And that's how God relates to us, spirit to spirit. And that's how God sees us through the blood of Jesus. He sees us. When Jesus went to the cross, he went once for all. That's why I don't need to be repentant about every single sin. Jesus went once for all. Jesus didn't, doesn't need to get back on the cross and get back on the cross and get back on the cross and get back on the cross. And when I speed, get back on the cross. And when I pass that piece of paper on the floor, get back on the cross. And when I flip somebody out because I get on my nerves, get back on the cross. Just kidding. I stopped doing that last week. Now I just say, you're number one, number one. No, just kidding. No, I've done a lot better. I have done so much better with driving. Amen. <laughs> I don't know if that's by faith or for real, but it got silent in here, so we'll just move along, move along, right? When we just have to, we, we, our spirit becomes identical with Jesus, but we have to renew our soul. We have to renew our minds. We have to renew our will. We have to renew our emotions. Come on, ladies. Our emotions can be all over the place. We got to renew them to the word of God. Our personality, our moral conscious, that's all in our soul, right? Our moral code of conduct that our parents taught us or that we observed through culture, we observed through music, we observed through school, we observed through um, education, whatever. We need to renew our moral conduct. To the spirit. And how are we going to do that? We're only going to do that through the word of God. We're only going to do that through truth, right? Paul said in Romans 12 too, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. This world and the world is the world's way of doing things, right? The, whatever the world's find as okay, don't copy it, the customs. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you. Everybody wants to know, what is God's will for my life? We have to renew our minds to the word of God. We have to renew our soul. We have to renew our consciousness to the word of God, which is good and pleasing and perfect. This is why we have to renew our soul. This is why it's so important to renew our mind. This is why it's so important to renew our, motion, our emotions so that we're not led by our emotions, but we're led by the Spirit of God. Amen? That we're going to renew our personality. You don't have to be stuck in a box that this is how you are and then this is how you'll always be. Do you know that you can transform your personality? Like, oh, no, I'm a shy person. You know what? You can be bold and brave. Why? In Christ Jesus, all things are possible. You can do all things to strengthen him who strengthens you. So why do we need to renew our, the way we think? Because our thoughts become our emotions. Our emotions become our actions. Our actions become our experience. And our experience becomes our environment. And our environment creates our legacy. 
So we, the world tells us, no, you're just a product of your environment. You're just a product of where you grew up. You're just a product of your parents. You're just a product of what side of the railroad tracks you came from. You're just a product of what side of the border you came from. You're just a product of your education. You're just a product of your disability. You're just a product of your color. You're just a product if you're a girl, if you're a guy. You're just a product of your financial status. You're just a product of your bad choices and your divorce. You're just a product of your divorced parents. Come on, anybody hear this from the world wants to tell you you're just a product of your environment because that happened to you that's why you are the way you are because your parents did that that's why you are and you'll never be and you'll never become and you'll never do anything greater but what does the word say that's why we have to renew our mind we have to renew our soul we have to renew our emotions we're not going to be tied to our past we're not going to be tied to our family name. We're going to be tied to the blood of Jesus. We're going to be tied to what he says about us. We're going to be tied to our new creation. We're going to be tied to the family of God. Amen? And we are going to create a legacy. We're going to create our environment. We're going to create our experiences. We're going to take authority over our actions and over our emotions. And we're going to take responsibility for the way we think, the way we act, the way we feel. Responsibility is yours to take. Take it. Take it. Take ownership of your life, right? We want to leave a legacy of world changers, winning the world for Jesus and living our best life while doing it living that abundant life. Evaluate your soul. Evaluate your emotions. Evaluate your mind. Evaluate your moral code. Evaluate your consciousness. Do I look like the world? Do I act like the world? Do I talk just like the world? Even with this retainer on. Do I date just like the world? Everybody's homie hopping, talking, playing, whatever you want to call it. You know what homie hopping is? From this homie to this homie to this homie. Girl, son, do you look just like the world? Do you date just like the world? Do you, do you try to find your value in this world just like the world? Right? This rock, this crystal. Ooh, I feel it. Feel it. You feel nothing, okay? You feel nothing. If you do, because some of us haven't renewed our mind, and we do look just like the world, we do date just like the world, we do post just like the world, come on. If you do, it's just the fruit of your immaturity in that area. And you know what that means? That there's opportunity for growth. There's opportunity for change. It's time to rise up above the influence of this world's system because this world's system is nasty. We ain't going to go into detail about that because this ain't youth ministry. But if this was youth ministry, I would get down. I love being in youth because you could just be like, what? Crazy woman. But that's all right. <laughs> okay, reel it in, Sash, reel it in, right? But it is time to rise up above the influence. How many of you guys ready? I don't care how old you are. It's time to, buy, to rise up above the influence in the workplace. It's time to rise up above the influence. Right? We don't need no homie hopping in any, any age level, okay? It's time to persevere and grow in our understanding. 
It's time to persevere and grow and mature, right? Paul said in Galatians 5.16, I say then, walk in the spirit and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lust, it desires against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another. So you don't, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. And this is um, Galatians 5, 19 through 21 in God's Word translation. Now, the effects of the corrupt nature, the effects of the world system, the effects of the world's way of doing things, right? The effects of your old nature, right? They're obvious, <laughs> but sometimes in this generation, we're not, it's not so obvious. We're not sure. So if you're not sure, we're going to find out what the word says, okay? So be careful what's about to come out, but it's from the word, okay? We're going to go back to the, if I, if I was in youth, this would be something. I'm bringing this message to youth, okay? Just saying next time I'm in there, it's coming out. But anyways, okay, it's obvious it's so much funner to say these words in youth, but anyways, okay. Now the effects of the corrupt nature are obvious. Improper sex, perversion, promiscuity, adultery, drug use, anybody else getting uncomfortable? Hatred, rivalry, jealousy, anger outbursts, selfish ambition, conflict, division, envy, drunkenness, wild parties, this is the fruit of the flesh, okay? Wild parties, go here, buck wild, and similar things. Does this not sound like Netflix? Does this not sound like everything we're watching? Does this not sound like TikTok and Instagram over here, buck wild, right? Does this not sound like everything we see? What is it? It's not that it's bad, but it's the fruit of the flesh, okay? It's the fruit of immaturity. When I was a child, I acted like a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. But if nobody teaches you, you don't know to put it away. And you get older and your childish acts stay with you. Ooh, that was for somebody. We're just going to leave that alone right there, okay? I've told you in the past, and I'm telling you again, that people who do these kinds of things will not inherit God's kingdom. See, I told you, they're going to hell. They, they did that, and this is what I thought as a kid. You do any of that, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. You are going straight to hell. You little hellion. Yeah, that's what I was told. But did you know that you will not inherit the kingdom of God? Means you're not going to inherit the way God does things. You're not going to inherit heaven on earth. You're going to inherit the fruit of this world system. And what's the fruit of this world system? We just said it. What's the fruit of drug use? You're going to end up in prison. Unless you want to open a prison ministry. Unless you believe that's your calling from God, I will put the drugs away. 
drunkenness, you want to be acting stupid, looking stupid, being stupid, that's what you're going to inherit. Stupid consequences. How did I end up here? You got drunk. That's how. How did I get behind the wheel? How am I on my third DUI and I ain't even 21? The fruit of the flesh. You know what? You need a mom and dad say, para, stop that. Why? Because you don't want the results. It's not about guilt. It's not about condemnation. God's not condemning you. Your decisions are. Your choices are. Your consequences are. And what your consequences, you could be free, a child of God, more than a conqueror, can do all things, but you're behind bars. Why? Because of the choices you made. And that's why I want to be honest. I want to be truthful. And I want to empower you guys to make the right choice. I don't want fear. You're going to hell. Fear don't do nothing. Because young people go out there and they do that and like, I'm good. Nothing happened to me. I'm fine. Some of y'all just haven't been in the game long enough so you haven't eaten none of that bad fruit. Stay in the game a little longer. I dare you. Eat the fruit. Your own fruit speaks for itself. No, I don't dare you. That's stupid. Don't, don't dare you. I don't dare you to do that. If you're wise, you step back and you ask your mom and dad some questions. You come ask me. This is what I would like to do. And I will give you statistics. I will give you results of fruit, not fantasy. Fantasy is like, yeah, you could do whatever. Nothing happens. Yeah, you're just immature. Because all of us have to eat the fruit of our life. Let's get good seed in the ground. Amen? Yes. So you're not going to inherit the heaven. You're not going to inherit heaven on earth. Doesn't that make more sense than like, whoo, going to hell. Whoo, going to hell. That's what I thought my whole life. I'm like going, not my whole life. I was young. I got here at 13. So thank the Lord I got in young. But I was, I was praying every night like I'm going to hell. I'm going to hell. But I was like, God, it's too much fun going to hell. At least I'm going to have fun all the way till I get there. But I had no idea the freedom of his grace. I had no idea the freedom of his love. I had no idea the freedom of the fruit of the spirit because nobody taught me. I was only taught rules, regulations, but my heart loved God. My heart was after God. But your girl was just messed up in the wrong church. But I got here real young, thank the Lord, right? You're going to reap the results and consequences and penalties of, this is the part where we all will reap the results, penalties, consequences of improper sex, perversion, promiscuity, adultery, drug use, hatred, rivalry, jealousy, angry outbursts. These all come with consequences. God doesn't condemn you, but your penalties will. Paul said in Romans 8.1, therefore, there is now no condemnation, no guilty verdict, no punishment for those who are in Christ Jesus, who believe in him as personal Savior, Lord and Savior. So your spirit man is going to heaven. Your spirit man is not being penetrated by that sin. But your soul is getting jacked up and your body is along the way for the ride. Do you guys see the difference? What's happening? Spirit, soul, body. Spirit, soul, body. This is why it's so important that we renew our minds. We renew our soul. We renew our will. We renew our emotions, our personality, our moral conscience to the spirit. 
What does the fruit of your life look like? What does the fruit of your life look like? Check your fruit, right? Remember Jesus said in Matthew 7, 20, yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. We should be known by the fruit of the Spirit. We should be known by others. We should be known by people that we interact with by the fruit of, our, by the, fruit of the Spirit. Our actions, our character, right? Our integrity, our identity, our whole being should produce fruit of these actions, these deeds. Paul said in Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit, all that other stuff was what? It was the fruit of the flesh, right? It was the fruit of this world system. But what does the fruit of the Spirit, what is the fruit of doing things God's way, God's kingdom, God's way of doing things? But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Do you know that you will stop looking for love in all the wrong places when you know that it dwells inside of you? The fruit of the Spirit is love. You don't need to find love. You have love. God is love. The fruit of the Spirit is joy. You don't need to, to chase every antidepressant when you have joy inside of you. The fruit of the Spirit is peace. You don't need to chase every single sleeping pill, sleeping distraction, because there is no peace in your life, because peace is inside of you. Peace is inside of you, desperately trying to get out, but you just need to discover your new creation, your new identity in Christ, your new self. The fruit of the Spirit is long-suffering. We never give up. We never quit. Why? Because the fruit of the Spirit is long-suffering. We have perseverance. We have endurance. We endure all things. We believe all things. We never give up. We never give in. Why? Because we have the fruit of the Spirit long-suffering. The fruit of the Spirit is kindness. Like, I'm just an angry person. I'm just a, I'm just a bitter person. Well, what are you reaping the fruit of? Discover the Spirit. The fruit of the Spirit is goodness. The fruit of the Spirit is faith. Do you know that you have all the faith you will ever need? This, like, blew my mind. For so long, when I, when I read that, you know, we read that, God, you've been given the measure of faith. You've been given the measure of faith. And we over here believe that Pastor Dan, he got one of them bulldozers. And we're like, ooh, Pastor Dan got some mega scoop of faith. But when God came gave me faith, I got a little eye drop. My measure of faith, like I ain't got no faith. He got super faith. She got super faith. Do you know that we've all been given the measure of faith? The same scoop Pastor Dan got, the same scoop I got, the same scoop you got. Anybody else want a scoop of ice cream as I said that? <laughs> we all have the measure of faith. The fruit of the Spirit is faith. Let's tap into it. You have all that you'll ever need in your spirit, man. It's time to renew our mind, right? Gentleness, self-control. This is game changer. Self-control is everything. 
We are living in a generation of no self-control because we want it now. We have we, we need instant coffee. Instant, like we can't even wait for the popcorn to finish popping in the microwave. We gotta pop it up. Like we, we're, we're mad when we're in line at Taco Bell and it, you've been in line for five minutes. How are they supposed to cook food in five minutes? Like, what are we even eating? But we're living in a society where young people don't even, they don't even know what it means to sit in the car and beat up on each other because they got iPads and video games in the car. We used to beat each other and my dad would, if I get back there, girl, you know, if you were farther enough that he couldn't reach you, you were good. So you didn't want to sit in that row of the van. You wanted to sit in the back row of the van. Who am I kidding? I had a Walkman. <laughs> I had my own mixtapes. I put my mixtape in. I'm good. What you listen to? Jesus music, mom. Jesus music. Jesus music. She's like, why are you bopping your head like that? Because <laughs> now y'all got cool Jesus music. But back in the day, it was only hallelujah. 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 So when my mama saw me in the back, ah, she's like, that ain't Jesus. Your head is not bobbing for Jesus. <laughs> just, I'm just joking, but she was really like, kind of like anti-music because she's like, it influences you. And I love music. So I would like, there was a station, like I, I got a boom box, probably like, I don't know, fifth grade. And I had all these mixtapes I had underneath my bed because I was hiding them, right? You put a mixtape on and the radio would go. And this is what we had to do, guys. You guys have no idea. There wasn't no Apple music. There was no digital music. You had to make your own tape because Lord knows you couldn't go buy the whole album. And then when you got an album, like when I would get a cassette album and you would unfold the whole thing and read every tiny little lyric on there. Y'all have no idea. But, like, everything that you want is instant. You want to watch a movie? Instantly download it. You want this? Instantly do it. You want to distract the kids? Instantly give them the thing. I mean, everywhere you go, the kids are in the grocery store. Like, you'd be like, sit down, shut up. And you had to learn some self-control. You had to learn that you didn't get food right away. Your dad had to go to the grocery store. You had to cook it. My dad was the cook. <laughs> And he was a landscaper, and back in the day, he had a pager, and he had a cell phone, but you were never allowed to call the cell phone because it was so expensive, like so expensive. So you would only page him, and then he would go to a pay phone and then call you back. And then, like, I paged him, and he could go into the, I think he called me back on the cell phone, and I'm like, Dad, I'm hungry. He's like, girl. <laughs> I'm like, there's nothing to eat. He's like, if I get home, there's something in the refrigerator, you're going to get it. And, like, he gets home, and he, like, just make some noodles that he made pretty much our his own version of hamburger helper <laughs> out of like some meat and noodles and cheese and spices I'm like dad I swear I didn't see that <laughs> I opened it there was nothing <laughs> but you learned self-control you learned that you didn't page him you learned that you had to wait till he got home and then he's gonna cook you something after his long day at work I had no idea <laughs> Man, we work outside. I'm like, I need some in and out because I worked hard for it. 
But we need to remind this generation what self-control is. They have it in them, but we got to help them develop in it, right? We're going to bring some maturity. So us grown people, right? We all need to work on self-control, right? Self-control against such there is no law. And those who are those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and its desire. At the cross, your flesh was crucified by faith, because not literally. <laughs> if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. This is how others should be able to identify us through the fruit of the Spirit. Something's different about you. You have peace when everything's going wild. You have joy when everybody's depressed. You have love and you're not looking for it. They should be able to identify us through the Spirit, right? Through the fruits of the Spirit. Not because we're walking spooky. You just look stupid. No, because you have fruit of the Spirit. We should be producing. And if you're not producing, check your heart. Check your heart, right? Check who you're abiding in, who you're dwelling with. Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. We have to guard our heart. We have to protect our heart because everything in life is flowing from it. We need to, above all else, guard your heart. Military guard it and garden it. So protect over it, watch it, but also garden it. If there's something evil in there, there's something you're bitter about, garden that out. Let it go. Give it to God. Cast your care and grow from it. Be healed from it. This is your responsibility. Your heart is your responsibility alone. It's not your spouse's. It's not your parents. It's not your pastor's. It's your responsibility. You have to emotionally guard your heart as well. We got to stop guarding our heart and like, man, I've been hurt once. I'll never be hurt again. That's it. It's over. No, garden that out. Garden that out. Let it go, right? Paul said in Galatians 6, 7, do not be deceived. What does that mean? We can be. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to the flesh all those things we listed, if you're sowing to that, you'll reap of the flesh corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit, you're sowing to love, patience, kindness, goodness, self-control. You'll reap of the Spirit everlasting life. And let us not grow weary because we can. Don't grow weary while doing good. For in due season you shall reap if you don't lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, and especially to those in the household of faith. Amen? And one more. Paul said in, in Romans 6.20, this is the message version. I just thought it was a cool version. As long as you did what you felt like doing, ignoring God, you didn't have a bother with right thinking or right living, or right anything for that matter. But do you call that a free life? What did you get out of it? Nothing to be proud of, a dead end life. But now that you're found, you don't have to listen to sin tell you what to do. And you and have discovered the delight of listening to God. God's telling you. God's telling you to walk in love, to walk in the spirit, 
to walk in kindness and goodness and gentleness. What a surprise. A whole healed, put together right now. A whole, a whole healed, put together life right now with more and more life on the way. Working hard for sin your whole life and your pension is death. But God's gift is real life, eternal life, delivered by Jesus, our master. You always have the choice. You're in the driver's seat of your life. Remember, we started out, you're not a product of your environment, right? We create our environment. And you can create a new environment by tapping into the spirit, by tapping into your new creation and your new identity, by receiving Jesus by faith, not just talking, not just saying a prayer, but actually receiving him, receive that new life, right? Let's be known by the fruit of the Spirit. Everywhere we go, people want to know who we are, so we tell them, I am a Christian, mighty, mighty Christian. Dating myself again, it's got to be an 80s thing, but whatever. I'm an 80s kid. <laughs> I hate admitting it. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't care. It is what it is. I told the youth, too. Like, I was like, I was, got here when I was 13. Okay, look at me now. Blink, you're me. Okay? Make the right choice. <laughs> they were like, oh, life happens at you. Life comes at you fast. <laughs> so, um, okay. Dive really it in. Okay, so to know Pastor Dan is like, you'll know you'll never, there's, we can't outwork him, okay? People are like, man, you're here all the time working hard, but we can't outwork Pastor Dan. He's here more and harder and everything. So uh, one time he was um, mowing the grass. Like he, like, he just like throws down most of the grass, okay? But this is back in the day when his dad was here. So I left, and Pastor Dan's mowing the grass. And then when I got back, Charlie Pops, his dad, you know, this is when he was still here on this earth, and he'd be here, like, mowing and stuff like that. He was mowing the grass. And I pull up, I'm like, life comes at you fast. <laughs> it was like, I'm like, I laughed so hard, me and Jesus in the car. And now I just told you guys I said that. It was so funny. It was so funny to me. But that's why I told those kids, I'm like, blinking, you're me. They're like, ooh. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I still feel like I'm 13, but I'm not. <laughs> Talking about 80s jokes. <laughs> Yikes. But life does come at you fast. Let's choose the right life. Let's choose to live for Jesus. And let's choose to live in the abundant life, all that he died on the cross for. We're not going to miss out on anything that he has for us, right? If you have not and you would like to receive Jesus, just like I said, it's not just a prayer. It's a belief. It's a belief in your heart. And the word came out today and it connected to you and you say, yes, I believe in Jesus. Yes, I want to make him the Lord of my life. Yes, I want to confess Jesus as Lord. Let's say a prayer together. Everybody bow your heads and say a prayer. Say, Jesus, I believe in you. I ask you to save me, set me free. Thank you, Jesus, for this brand new life. I want to live in your best and all that you have for me. Thank you, Jesus, for guiding me and helping me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen, amen, amen. And just like that, calling on the name of Jesus, you became born again. 
You became brand new, that new creation. And you know what? If you're in here and you're in the building, that's the first time you called on the name of Jesus. We would like to get some resources to you. If you could raise your hand, our ushers, they got a booklet for you. If you're online, you just click that I receive Jesus button. And if you let us know your address, we'd like to send you that same booklet. I love you guys. I hope you guys receive something tonight. Have a great night and we will see you Sunday. Amen. Thanks again for listening. To hear more encouraging messages just like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past episodes. If you loved what you received, please consider rating it and sharing it with your friends and family. For more information about Love Life and getting connected with us, go to lovelife.church. We love you and are believing God's best for you.